My name is Karen Paul, and this is my story. I was born in Alabama a few years ago. I came home from the hospital in my grandfather's Birmingham police cruiser. After I was born in Alabama, my next sister was born in New Mexico. That's Trudy, who you, most of you know. Then the next one, Cindy, was born in Utah. After that, we grew up most of our lives in California and Arizona. You see, my parents tended to move around to try a geographical cure to high dysfunction. Dad was an alcoholic. Mom suffered from a number of both physical and mental illnesses. When I was growing up, I rarely heard anything about anything spiritual. I went to church on and off during my life, and so I knew about God, but I certainly didn't know God. Through adult children of alcoholics, I learned to surrender my will to God as I worked the 12 steps. I began a journey to seek God. Step three of Alcoholics Anonymous says, I surrendered my life to the care of God as I understood Him. Well, living in a vacuum about God, it's sort of hard to surrender your will and your life over to a being you cannot see, you cannot touch, and I certainly had no understanding. Everyone in my life had proven untrustworthy. I learned the dysfunctional family rules, and those are don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. And so to turn my life over to somebody, anybody and trust them was not something that I did easily. My father has given the probably the best definition of faith I've ever heard. When he gave, began his journey into Alcoholics Anonymous, he said, as he was working step three, I did not understand, understand him at all. Certainly not to the extent of turning anything over to his care. I tried to skip to the fourth step, and something kept telling me I have not gotten the third step yet. That presented a real problem. I had this uncontrollable compulsion to drink. Drinking did nothing for me anymore. My only chance of getting rid of this compulsion was to work the steps, and I couldn't work the steps without getting over this God hang-up. What to do? I was desperate now. I started praying. I didn't know to what. I only knew that I had to. I told God that I didn't know what He was, or even if He was, but I needed help. I tried this every day, at least once, praying only for help and for some kind of understanding of what I was praying to. Before long, I began to get some understanding. But the understanding that I got was that I really didn't have to understand. All I had to do was trust. That's the beginning of faith. Not having all the answers, just learning to trust. And as simple as that sounds, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I began to study the Bible. I used a number of 
Bible studies. The first one that was significant for me was Search for Significance, where I began to lay down some of my unhealthy thoughts and practices. I saw a deeper understanding in experiencing God and in a woman's heart, God's top tabernacle and other studies. A final release of my life to the care of God came when I took my walk to Emmaus in April 2009. At this point, I was already a pastor's wife, and we were living a life that I believed was honoring to God. Our entire family, David, myself, our son Kevin, and our daughter Sarah, were baptized together in December of, I believe, 1993. So I came to this walk to Emmaus as, an, as a Christian for a few years, a pastor's wife, and a person who was involved with a number of ministries. <clears throat> I was anxious to see what God had in store for me and how I could deepen my relationship with him. First, I had to face that I had not fully gotten over this don't trust issue. I laid this down at the altar and immediately felt a new freedom. Later, God told me, you are doing too many good things and not what is best. I want you to fully partner with your husband in ministry. I then had a decision to make. Would I be obedient and trust to the, that the lover of my soul really had plans to prosper and not harm me? Or would I continue in my own power trying to please all the people? all the time. I slowly cut back on the ministries that I was involved in and I committed that I would never be involved in more than two ministries at a time. Sometime later, David and I heard of a ministry, Stephen ministry, and I felt called to that. I was able to go through the 50 hours of training at another church and was able to come alongside a care receiver at our church for about 18 months. That was a ministry that I felt might be draining, but I was truly working my call, and I felt like it was something that energized rather than drained me. This past year, I started seeking the Church of God's recognition of my calling, and thanks to the help of Brett, just this month I have received the Certificate of Commission by the Church of God as a minister, and I am on my ordination journey. When I look back over my life, I can see with awe God's invisible hand. He orchestrated so many events in my life, and He protected me from so many bad decisions that could have turned out so much worse than what they did. I see where he converted this cracked pot into a frog, and that is fully relying on God. Is it any wonder that my heart sang when I had only known conditional love? To read in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing.
I, who had nothing to offer, am a delight to the God of the universe. He rejoices over me with singing. Wow. He is in the miracle business, and my life, and what he's done in it, and to turn it around is nothing short of a miracle.